there's really no other way to say it. The Christian life is an adventure. One full of twists and turns, highs and lows, and surprises. Surprise. Hi, Jim. You know, today's narrative is about the Apostle Paul, which up until this moment has had kind of a rough go of it. In Acts 14, the dude was stoned, and he still lived. In Acts 15, he was in the center of a highly emotionally charged church debate in Jerusalem. Those don't happen anymore, do they? And just before today's passage, he had a bitter split with his missionary buddy, Barnabas. Yes, Paul had his own series of twists and turns, highs and lows in unexpected moments. Many of us may have even given up at this stage in the game. You can see up on the screen there his missionary jury. This was his second one. And he wanted to take the gospel into modern-day Turkey, to the important cities that Laura did such a great job of pronouncing. <laughs> then something happened. Something happened. You see, he was blocked. He was blocked from going to those cities. The Spirit blocked him. His passport couldn't get stamped. Border security had blocked him out. He had to be turned away. You see, Paul was blocked. And there would be at least one more block on his journey to come, and it would change everything. We don't know the details, but one thing is clear. Paul wanted to do the, world, the Lord's work, and he thought he was doing it. He thought that it was God's will to go to these cities. And God stopped him. Apparently, God had other plans. I'm wondering if any of you have ever felt blocked out in your life. When you've tried to do something, either in ministry or in your own life, and you felt like it was, you were being drawn by God, and something stopped you and blocked you. And you know, I had this very experience myself this week. You can see this little car over here. We went to Daytona Beach this week. I'm not a NASCAR fan, but I understand that NASCAR's big over there. And so we, Danny and I made a travel over here to Daytona Beach. And we were going to a retreat. And when I say retreat, I mean sitting in a hotel conference room, looking at PowerPoint slides for seven hours, overlooking a beautiful ocean view. You see, Danny and I traveled at about 9 p.m. on Sunday. We arrived there. We hadn't eaten. We were ravenous. And we picked up another companion for the journey, Stuart, another pastor down in southern Florida. You know, it was our intention to go to a local burger joint. We kind of asked around the concierge. We did that whole deal. And we said, hey, where can we eat? We know it's Sunday night. They say, why don't you go to Johnny Rockets, local burger joint? 
So we traveled, we journeyed, we picked up Stuart, and, and right before this, Paul picked up Timothy, and we went to Johnny Rockets. And much to our chagrin, the restaurant was closed. Like the Apostle Paul and his companions, we were blocked out. We were preventing from, from going to Johnny Rockets. And you know, this, was, this didn't just happen to Danny and I in this context. This is also, we're going to go over downtown over here. Happened to Hyde Park United Methodist. For those of you who have been along, around a long time, you'll know that 10 years ago, we went through a visioning process called Acts 2. And out of that process, we, feel, we felt led to cross the river, cross the river back into the center of the urban core to connect with the people moving in down there. Just like in 1899, when First United Methodist Church crossed the river over here to plant a Sunday school for kids because they couldn't get over to downtown. So I'd like for you to hear the way that it was read on our, that it was listed on our Acts 2 pamphlet 10 years ago. Hyde Park was originally founded by pioneers who wanted to provide a Sunday school for children unable to cross the Hillsborough River and attend church on the East Bank. Building on that history, we now want to cross the river, I underline this, in search of those outside of our congregation that are in need of Jesus Christ. Downtown Tampa in 2004 was our Phrygia, our Galatia, our Messiah, our Bithynia, our Johnny Rockets. But like in 2004, like in Acts 16, it seemed that the Spirit shut it down at that time. The people didn't move in like we thought. The financial crash happened. The ministry just didn't develop as we anticipated. But you see, brothers and sisters, a vision awaits its time. The story of Hyde Park, the story of Paul and his companions, and the story of Justin, Stewart, and Danny doesn't end there. There's a surprising twist. There's a new vision that emerges. So something happens in the Acts text that you heard. Paul has a vision in Troas, which invites him to go to Macedonia across the Come on. Across the to reach out the people in need in there. The Spirit brought a new revelation, an invitation to Paul and his companions to partner with the Spirit to reach these people in need. Here again, when he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to him. They immediately got up and went. So back to Daytona. <laughs> Similarly, as I said, Danny Stewart and I wanted Johnny Rockets. We wanted a burger joint. Oh, and we looked around. We were walking around and everything was closed. It was 10 o'clock on a Sunday night in Daytona Beach. And we received the Spirit's prompting. We saw the vision of the place we were supposed to go. The only place open was Wing House. 
Now, brothers and sisters, I can tell you that was the only picture I could find on the internet that I could put up this morning. So, I searched and I prayed. So only one with beer instead of the other one. For those of you that don't know what Winghouse is, Google it. So, Stuart, Danny, and I huddled up and we decided that we would draw lots to who would get to put this on the church credit card. <laughs> and you will be very happy to know that neither Danny nor I drew the short stick. <laughs> Felt pretty good about that. So we walk into this wing house, and it's not very busy. It's, at, it's closing time. And all along the side were like 50 TVs, just like this one over here and like this one over here. And so we get sat together, the three of us, and we sit down and we look up to the left at the TV screen, and there is Charles Stanley, the Southern Baptist preacher, waving his Bible. None of us knew what that meant, but we thought it was ironic. <laughs> so regardless of all that, here we are, Sunday night at a place we didn't expect to be, not a part of our ministry plan, in an unexpected place, even though we received that spirit's prompting and blocked from our original choices, we didn't know what was going to happen. But why does stuff like that happen? Why does that happen in our individual lives? Why does that happen in our lives of faith as a community? I'll tell you why. Because the Holy Spirit his plan is always better than yours, than ours, than mine. Paul, I'm going back to Acts now, Paul and his companions would soon figure out what the Holy Spirit was up to. When they got to Macedonia, they met a woman named Lydia. Here, right after the scripture he read, here's what, what, what comes. So they get, they cross the river, they go into Macedonia. And on the Sabbath day, we went outside the gate by the river where we were supposed there was a place of prayer. We sat down and spoke to the woman who had gathered there. A certain woman named Lydia, a worshiper of God, was listening to us. She was from the city of Thyatira, a dealer in purple cloth. The Lord opened her heart to listen eagerly to what Paul said. Did you catch that? Here in this surprising place, Paul, which Paul didn't expect to go, where the Holy Spirit had blocked him from his original plan to go to Turkey, there was a person there searching for God. She was just going about her business, trying to make a living, she was a worshiper of God, but Paul saw the need deep down inside, the spiritual need for Christ. It, God showed him and his companions the why. And you know, something similar happened to Danny Stewart and I. Sitting there next to Charles Stanley. You see, we were sitting at that table... And our Lydia came to that place. Our Lydia was a 19-year-old Bethune-Cookman student 
who walked up, and much to my chagrin, Stuart's opening line was like, hey, we're United Methodist ministers and pastors. <laughs> nice opening, Stuart. <laughs> you could imagine Danny was horrified. He was just sitting in the corner like this. So she started laughing like this. Oh, no way. You guys, what? You guys are in here. She thought it was hilarious. But there was our Lydia, a college student in a philosophy class, which isn't a bad thing, by the way. She was questioning. She was talking about Aristotle. She shared with, her, with us her Pentecostal background that I think had stung her a little bit. She talked about her belief that when you die, you go to another body, and your spirit gets in another body, and another body, and another body. And you know, our Lydia sat down at our table. She was interested in meditation. And so I was able to share with her a little bit about Christian contemplation, without using that word, and teach her and write some things down and hand her some information about that. You see, when we were drawing lots and everything was closed, Danny Stewart and I didn't know why. But the Spirit did. The Spirit's plan was better than ours. Friends, this Christian life, your individual journey, our journey at Hyde Park United Methodist is full of ups and downs, surprising twists and turns, and unexpected moments. But we know what's at stake. What's at stake for you? What's at stake for me? What's at stake for downtown? There are people in need, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, and they're calling to us. And so we believe this is true for our congregation at Hyde Park, and some of you who have been walking with us in this journey will know some of the story, and others won't. So I'm going to talk to you about downtown over here. For eight years, we were blocked from getting out into downtown. But then the United Methodist Church came to Hyde Park a couple of years ago and asked them to consider taking the first United Methodist Church downtown and its assets to begin something new there. The vision of Macedonia was calling, and the vision awaited its time. And so in 2012, our congregation, you, voted to accept those assets and to become something new, a new paradigm, one church, two campuses. We aren't Hyde Park United Methodist Church in South Tampa. We are Hyde Park United Methodist Church with a campus on Platt Street and a campus in downtown Tampa. It was not what we expected. It was a surprising twist an unexpected surprise in our faith journey. And the downtown launch team, led by John Matthew, and Courtney's there, and there's a few others around. John, wave at everyone. John lives downtown, and he's been leading the launch team for the la since July of 2013. And he's been praying, we've been praying, serving, fasting, discovering the methods to connect with our Lydia's, to connect with people who had never crossed the river and walked through this sanctuary door and figure out a way to introduce them to the love of Jesus Christ. That, brothers and sisters, is what we're called to do.
And so we've done some things. We didn't know what we were doing, which was kind of good. We went down into the city and we meditated on this verse from Acts, ironically. Go into the city and you will be told what you are to do. And so over these last eight months, we've done a good bit of a number of things. And I just want to share some of them with you quickly. Number one, we have 10 small groups meeting downtown. Some Bible studies, some Wesley groups, all with a particular invitation to focus on a way that they can heal the city and the world. We have, of those 10 groups, we have three recovery groups, people who have hang-ups and hurts and habits that they need to invite God into. We have two meditation and silent prayer services every Tuesday and Thursday at 1215. We've had five service days at the property, and we just recently were at Tampa Heights Youth Development Center. We're excited about the progress that has been made thus far, but we feel like the Spirit has invited us to take some new bold steps to cross the river as a whole congregation, one church, two campuses, to reach those Lydia's in Macedonia. Steps that will enable us to live out our vision at Hyde Park. And if you don't know it, we, are, we believe as we make God's love real that God will transform your life. God will create Christian community, brothers and sisters you can walk with. And through God, we will participate in God's healing of the city and the world. And so here is what we've come up with. Here's what we feel like we've been invited to. to. We plan to send a serving and worshiping con congregation in downtown Tampa at the location of 1001 North Florida. The second thing, and this is the new vision, is a community gathering space for downtown residents and workers. And that could take a lot of different forms. It could be a not-for-profit incubator. It could be an event space that ha hosts some things. It could be a coffee shop, a, a, a less polished Oxford exchange, <laughs> something where people could gather, have a cup of coffee, have a spiritual conversation, and not necessarily have a church worship service as their entry to a relationship with Christ and the church. So the questions then become, so how and when are you going to do all of that? And here's um, what we have. Here's what we're hoping. Here's what we're praying. Here is our ministry plan that will have twists and surprises and turns and things that we don't even know what will happen. First and foremost, I wish that said 120 dash 150. 120 to, with 100 to 150 adults and their children, we are going to ask and invite you to go cross the river, to reach the Lydia's in downtown, to connect with people and worship. It's our sixth expression of worship, just like Magnolia started a few years ago. We'll build on our network of small groups, our documentary nights that are around important issues. Just this week, we have one on Egypt and what happened over the last few years. We also hope that we would renovate the chapel the administration building in the sanctuary as soon as possible, and that we would have a team to examine and make recommendations on what a community gathering space would be. And you know, to underscore this important vision, I want to introduce you to a dear ministry partner who has been with us since Acts 2, actually. Uh, Christine Burdick is the president of the Downtown Partnership. 
and she has been instrumental in, in providing connections for us, the downtown launch team, and being a major leader in the city. And so let's welcome Christine. Thank you. Thanks very much, Justin. Thank you. It's good to have you here. It's a pleasure for me to be here. So why Hyde Park and what excites you about this vision that you've heard now for the second time and the third time and fourth and time? And the third time. And Thanks. I actually was um, an active committee member in 2004 right? Um, and was, was pleased to be kind of the resource director for the downtown um, side of that thing. I think what we all have to be excited about the opportunity, the clear message that in 2004 we tried so hard and there wasn't a path, as you've said. Right. And then the Methodist congregation that was in downtown, which was, was, was you know, wanting something more, um, offered an opportunity from um, its emptiness. I've said before, there isn't anything worse than a, an, a closed church. It's like downtown had a hole in its heart. But, but now, it's really, it's the opportunity, the, the fact that time seems to have, you know, opened it up. Um, none of us know what it's going to be. We didn't know in 2004. We've got a better idea now. You have a better idea, and I am a team member. It's a we. It's, it's a, a we. we. <laughs> um, it's, we don't know what it's going to be, but we all believe that it can be what we need it to be. Right. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to reveal itself to us. And why Hyde Park, Hyde Park? Look around. Just look up and down the rows where you're sitting front and back. This is a congregation. We are a community that for more than 100 years has been able to serve and adapt. And this is a really a good opportunity to, to reuse and to find a new use. And right. downtown needs that. We each need it as individuals. I think it's a great opportunity for the church. Why now? Tell them, t t and you might want to move that a little closer. Okay. Why now? Why, why should Hyde Park cross the river now? Well, there's, there's some power, there's some force right now in our city and in our region, I think you all are aware of it, that is just inviting so many more people. We're finding more diversity in uses and users. It's a place where we're welcoming all sorts of new things, and now would be the time for this new concept it's been tried many other places. It's going to adapt in the way we most need it. But um, downtown, as a as a entity, is very happy that you're mm -hmm. here, and we are we. Amen. Thanks very much. Let's thanks Christine. I don't know if you caught it, but notice how the writer in Acts in verse ten makes the transition from they to we. Luke, the writer, is telling them, telling us about the story. But in verse 10, he enters the story himself. He makes the journey with Paul and Silas and Timothy. And brothers and sisters, that's what the ministry leadership council, Jim Harnish, the rest of the ministerial and program staff and all the staff and lay people are asking you to do. To become Luke. To enter more fully in the story. And by so doing, you will be sharing Christ's love to reach those Lydia's. 
in the downtown Tampa area who are spiritually searching, who are perhaps emotionally hurting, or don't have the physical resources to make it all work. In you, when you came in, in your bulletin, there's a response card, and it's a very small one. And it's a way for you to enter into the story. You can put your name and your phone number and email. And if you have any questions at all, you can write them on those three lines or on the back and throw it in the offering plate. There's also a frequently asked questions at the connection point and also on the website to give you more information. Brothers and sisters, crossing the river will be full of twists and turns, surprises and highs and lows. And I imagine it's going to take us to places as a congregation we never thought we'd go. For Paul and his companions, it was Macedonia. For Danny, Stuart, and I, Winghouse. Winghouse, yeah. For Hyde Park United Methodist, it's downtown. Where will your journey take you? How are you going to enter the story? Because this journey isn't about establishing a second campus. It isn't even necessarily establishing all those plans we have up there. What it's about is sharing Christ's redeeming love. Sharing it in a way with people that they can enter the story too. That they can come from they to we. That they can start experiencing salvation now in preparation for later. Lydia's are waiting. How will you respond? Let us pray. God, thank you for 